Jazzcast Pros. Hello and welcome back to High Vibe Table Talks. This is your host, Marshawn Hargrave, and today's episode is so cool because we get to talk to my podcast producer. She gets to be on the other side of this podcast, which I'm so, it's such an awesome conversation. So by the end of this episode, you will understand the power of podcasting the importance of it. We get into talking about younger versions of ourselves and Jazzy's advice during the lightning round episode is something you're going to want to stick around for. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Jazzy T. Are you ready to put your dreams on the front burner? Come take a seat at the High Vibe Masterminds. A Harvard study shows that you are 95% more likely to achieve your goals when surrounded by others going after their goals. In one hour a week, you'll see real transformation through support, accountability, and inspiration. Learn more at highvibecowork.com. And remember, big dreams and small steps can transform your life. If you're a woman contemplating your next move, you found the perfect podcast to empower your self-growth journey. Welcome to High Vibe Table Talks, the podcast to help you, the cautiously ambitious woman, remove mental barriers and take action now so that you can achieve your high vibe desires. I'm Rashan, your high vibe curator, cheerleader, and accountability partner. As a wife, a mother, and an entrepreneur who recently quit my job to follow my dreams, I understand why you may be hesitant to throw caution to the wind and take that leap. I am so excited to introduce my guest this week, Jazzy T. Welcome to High Vibe Table Talks on this side of it. It is so cool to be on this side of the table, Marshawn. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, Jazzy T is the owner of Jazzcast Pros, which does host my podcast. She does my podcast editing. She's my podcast coach and is the owner of this network. So first, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and who you serve? I am a audio influencer and I have been in broadcasting for the past 23 years, in podcasting for the last three years. I have worked um, in Hollywood, in Detroit, in DC, in Buffalo, here in Rochester, New York. You may recognize my voice as the host of the Drive Time Show, Rochester's Best Ride Home on 103.9 WDKX. And I find amazing talent, whether there are podcasters or actors or models, brand ambassadors, and I pair them with the right medium or platform so that they can best shine their light. And it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to work with podcasters in the last few years and helping spread the message that isn't typically heard on mainstream media. I love that because you definitely pushed me into podcasting, um, kind of nudged me along the way. But why do you think that podcasts are an important way for people to get their voice and their message out? And like you said, shine their light. Because with podcasting, it's so niche. And that's what I love about it versus broadcasting where when you're on TV or on radio, you have to appeal to a mass audience. And podcasting, you can really, really hone in on a specific point of view and serve a specific audience as well. And so when people get into podcasting, like I just had a meeting with someone yesterday who in their nine to five job, they have to be a little bit watered down, have to be a little whitewashed, have to be, you know, mass appeal, politically correct, all of that stuff. But on a podcast, all of that goes out the window and you can literally just be yourself. And you can talk about the things that's really important to you. And as a person who's been in radio and 
been a part of pushing specific narratives, unfortunately. You know, during the pandemic, a lot of stuff came into focus for me. And I'm like, I don't want to push narratives anymore. I want to talk about good things. I want to talk about positive things. I want to talk about stuff that empowers and inspires and educates, not dumbs people down. And with podcasting, we get an opportunity to do that. And the great thing is if somebody doesn't like it, they can always go to another podcast and find something that resonates with them. With 4 million podcasts out there, there's literally something for everyone. For me as a listener, like podcasting is such a like an intimate experience. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts as I'm like driving or um, doing the dishes or like gardening, things like that. And so it's a very... Like I have that person's voice literally in my ears talking to me directly about, you know, whatever that, like you said, niche topic is that I want to hear about. And so I love that you're able to amplify those super aligned messages to a lot of different people. And like one of the things that you and I talked about, like my second biggest state is in Nebraska from for listeners. And I don't even know about anybody in Nebraska, but something about my message that you're able to really help me with touches people in a wide variety of of physical locations. Yeah. And it's so cool to be able to connect with people in states that you literally have no connection to until you start a podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right, right. So your network has just continued to flourish and grow in the, you know, short time that we've been working together and, and over the course of you doing this for the past three years, like you allow me to operate in my zone of genius. And then your network is allowing you to operate in your zone of genius. Can you tell us a bit about what your zone of genius is and, and why you think both of us operating in our own zones has helped your network grow, my podcast grow versus like if I were to do this all on my own. Yeah. So zone of genius, number one, is a term that I haven't heard until High Vibe Table Talks. And I know it's been around, but it is genius. I mean, when you get a chance to do what you love to do and focus on that, I mean, there's literally nothing better in the world. Because you're waking up in the morning and you're like, hey, I like to do this. I know how to do this. People appreciate me for this talent and this skill. And so for me, I have been secretly backing away from broadcasting, you know, for the last few years. I used to work at Channel 10 with the morning news and I stopped doing that in 2019 because I wanted to produce and linking up with people who have messages to share and who still have things that they want to share with the world allows me to move back into that producer role, into production. Editing is something that I've been doing since college. I went to Michigan State University, lived in LA and worked for a post-production house. And I just love taking raw stuff and like polishing it up and tidying it up. And that's something I really get jollies off of. In addition to the casting side of stuff, also when I lived in L.A., I was able to work on um, helping casting directors, you know, find the right talent for TV shows and movies and things like that. So to be able to see someone, see something in someone that maybe they don't already see in themselves and just kind of like shine it up and polish it like a gem. Like, I love that. So you're allowing me to step into a role that I've always wanted to be in. 
and put that spotlight on you as the podcaster and, you know, show you everything that I know about broadcasting and communication and, you know, media and all of that type of stuff. So I get to teach, I get to coach and I get to produce while you get to be the awesome podcaster and not have to worry about all that technical stuff. Because if you were, you're not going to be as ready to go when it's time for these interviews, because you're still going to be thinking about, oh, did I edit this? Did I upload this? Is it over on Spotify? Did I, you know, get the right titles? All of that stuff that I worry about, you don't have to worry about anymore. And that's what I love for you and and me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know like for me, it was a big friction point. And I hear this a lot of like editing and the back end part of it was such a heavy lift. And like, I loved sitting down and recording and talking, but it just created too much friction between the end point that I wanted. And so why I think that this conversation is so important is I am such a big proponent of finding people who that is their genius, that is their cup of tea, like that's what gets them out of bed in the morning and partnering with them to really create like a beautiful synergy. Like you and I working together has created this experience for for me, for you, for the listener that I never could have done on my own. And I think that as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we're like, we're going to do it on our own and we're going to do it like the the cheapest way or I'm picking myself up by my bootstraps. And, <laughs> and I think we need to really get away from that frame of thinking because we're only one human being and like community is such a beautiful part of of growing. Uh, you are an industry expert and I have seen it so deeply in working with you and in working with creatives, you know, especially with something like a podcast that is intimate and feels like this is my baby, this is my voice. Like, how do you balance pushing the creatives and letting them know like, hey, as an industry expert, why don't we try this? Or how about you tweak that while like managing a little bit of a creative ego? <laughs> well, I don't really think about it as an ego because I mean, I want you to be yourself. So It's just about letting you know what I know and letting you do what you know. And if we can establish that boundary in the beginning, like, hey, you're coming to me, you're hiring me for this part of it. So don't step on my side of the sandbox and I'm not going to step on your side of the sandbox. So I think when you kind of establish that in the beginning, but even more than that, a lot of times when people will come to me, they'll actually try to, again, like do a mass appeal or, you know, do what they think other people are doing in podcasting. And so what I like to do is really go in and say, well, who are you? What is your point of view? What is your voice? What is it that lights you up in the morning? And who do you want to serve? Um, again, I was talking to another perspective podcaster yesterday and, you know, in his heart, he has a soft spot for young professional black men. But he's like, I don't want to say that because I don't want to turn somebody else off. And I'm like, well, if you don't say it, who's going to say it? (laughs) You know, especially when you're talking about business, there's plenty of podcasts out there for and by white men, C-suite, you know, older guys, whatever. And yes, anybody can listen to them. But where is the one for the young black professional male from that perspective talking to the person? And when I really, I, it takes a little bit of shedding, you know, it takes a little bit of like, oh, I don't know, da, da, da. 
But at the end of the day, they're like, you know what? That That is who I am. I can't be anything except for who I am authentically. You can be somebody else fraudulently, but in podcasting, like that's a death sentence. You, If you're trying to fake it, people will see through that at the end of the day. And so I think it's about, you know, massaging the ego and letting it do what it wants to do. But also I will say it's not all roses. There are circumstances where people try to step into my lane a little bit and say, well, you know, I saw YouTube that said like this, or I heard from a friend who heard from a friend who heard it from another that production should go this way. And at that point I say, you're welcome to go try it on your own. (laughs) You are completely welcome to chase down that YouTuber and see if they'll be your editor, if that's how you feel. But over here, (laughs) this is how it goes. And it has to be established early. This is how it goes on on this side of things. And and then as far as your content goes, I'm going to give you a structure. You should have an introduction. You should have a body. You should have a conclusion. I'll let you know if the introduction is catchy or not. We can look at the the insights. We can see when people are dropping off. We can see how long the retention is. And numbers don't lie. So if it is a friction between ego, you just have to go into the numbers and say, look, this is what's actually happening. It's not my opinion. It's not your opinion. This is the truth. This is what our listeners are saying. So do we want to fix it? Or do we want to keep you know, going towards the, the edge of the cliff? And at the end of the day, the choice is still yours. As the podcaster, as the client, The choice is still yours. So you can do what you want to do, but I'm just telling you 23 years in the broadcast industry and being a massive student of this podcast industry, like massive, massive, massive studying on what works in podcasting. That's why I'm here. And if you don't trust what I'm, what I know, and if you don't, if you can't trust what I say, then we need to part ways. I mean, I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah. There's so much of what you said that just continues to be a through line, like with so many people that I talk to and that boundary, it's so important. And I think a lot of people look at boundaries as like, how can I like control other people? And it's not about controlling other people at all. It's like, here's my value. Here's my worth. I know what I bring to the table. And if this isn't the table for you, there's lots of other tables. But I also love what you said about the other podcaster. And it's like, well, if I'm going to turn somebody off. And what I love about podcasting is like, for me, it feels like speaking to a younger version of myself that needed to hear this. And I think that's where like the authenticity and it's not about what the outside people are going to think it's about reflecting inwards and what feels super aligned and what my like higher self needs to voice and put into the world. Um, and so it's not about like, what are all these other people going to think? It's like, what do you want? What would younger you want to hear? What would younger you, what would like younger you be so proud of for like going after and doing? That's a great way to put it too. And when you were saying that I'm, going through everybody that I work with and essentially their avatar is someone that's like the younger version of themselves, which is really cool. Yeah. It's been a really fun, fun experience. So you've mentioned a little bit about your journey to get here. And I don't think when you initially start, you know, graduating from Michigan state that you were like set out to be an entrepreneur. 
but it seems like that really has been the path that has led you here. And I'd love to put in the show notes the podcast where you did talk about your history and how you got here because that's a really, really fun and I loved listening to it. Um, but well, we I'm glad. <laughs> It was a, um, it was a bit of a frantic scattered interview I must say but so is my life. So we'll put the <laughs> link to that for sure. Hey, if you like this episode, check out Getting Real with Bossy where we chat about what it's like to be a woman business owner. You'll hear interviews with women who are doing what it takes to succeed and the reality of what that looks like. We cover all the topics, figuring out the rules and regulations, navigating business partnerships, even if that's your spouse motherhood while running a business, working within your values, and all the ups and downs of being the boss. Are you ready to get real? Pop over to our podcast, Getting Real with Bossy. So can you tell us about what you see as your path to entrepreneurship? Yeah. So I got to see one of the greatest entrepreneurs, hustlers, go-getting type of people that literally started my career at the same time. Um, So his name was Tuan. I was working at Best Buy and he came through the cashier line. I checked him out. It was a portable DVD DVD player. So that's how long ago this was. And he handed me this card. It was a neon yellow card and it was for Video Vibe TV. And he says, yeah, I have my own TV station. You should come and be one of my co-hosts. I'm like, you have a TV station? How does, like, what? So I'm 16 years old. So I saw that, had so many great experiences with that. And even though I did go on to, you know, work for several radio stations and film studios and things like that, when I came back from LA to Michigan, there was a great big explosion in the film industry for Michigan. Basically, the film incentive went to 42%, which was the highest in the country. And it allowed producers to come and get a lot of money back on their productions in Michigan. Problem was, a lot of people in Michigan had no idea the inner workings of Hollywood. And I literally had just came back. So my husband, he also is um, into recruiting and staffing and things like that. And so he said, hey, we could actually create a casting company, a production support company with everything that you know. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't know. Again, like you can just do that. Like you can just start a casting company. I don't have entrepreneurs in my family, but I had entrepreneur friends and, you know, now with with my husband, just believing in me, like, you know, just as much or more than anyone else about this particular topic. You're one of the hardest workers that we ever seen in, in the history of life. So just do it. And I'm like, okay. And so from there, we started JR Galactic Casting. That was the first business. The second business is um, Hustle for Health. And that basically started from working with an artist who makes line dance music, trying to find a way to promote them outside of just playing them on the radio. So we decided to create um, a line dance program featuring exclusively his music. And that's been going since 2014 between Buffalo and also here in Rochester, New York. And so it's like, okay, you can just do stuff. You can, you can do whatever you want to do. And that's something my mom has always instilled in me. But now that I'm realizing that you can do what you want to do and get paid for what you want to do. I mean, there's no turning back at this point. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so cool because like earlier in, in our discussion, you were like, I get to show people things that they may not see inside themselves and shine it up. And it sounds like that's what other people were for you. Like, hey, you're really good at this. You hustle really hard. You can do what you love and get paid. And now you get to do that, like be that same kind of mirror for other people, which is so, so cool. Yeah. 
If someone feels inclined to start a podcast, what are a couple of questions they should ask themselves before they reach out to you to get it started? Are you committed to consistency? Is this something that you can do at least 24 times? So 24 times would be, you know, essentially twice a month. When you're doing a podcast, I highly, highly recommend you do it at least, you know, twice a month. Is it something that you're willing to work hard into before your measure of success comes in? And I I stopped short of saying the money comes in because the other question, question number three, which probably could be question number one is, why do I want to do this? What do I hope to get out of this? Is it money? Is it more coaching clients? Is it for, you know, one person to feel like they're not alone and remove some of those suicidal thoughts? That's a heavy one, but that's also a a reason that we have the Healthy Illness Podcast to save one life. Why do you want to do this? And then you can go back to your why when things start getting hard, because a lot of times, you know, with podcasts, you'll see any podcast you'll scroll, you'll see episodes one through seven, then eight will come like two months later, then nine might come four months later, and then episode 10 never comes. So having an accountability partner, whether it's your podcast coach or your brother, your sister, your mother, somebody that can stay on you to say, we are going to put out an episode on the day that we say that we're going to put it out. Be consistent because that's earning the trust with your listener. So if your listener expects you every Monday or every Wednesday and you consistently let them down, they're just going to go somewhere else. And you want to respect them. You want to respect them as your audience. And so whatever it is that you have to do, whether it's a person, it's an alarm, it's a, you know, reward system on your own. Hey, if I show up this week, then, you know, I get this $50 in the jar. If I don't show up this week, I got to give this $50 to the first person I see on the street. You have to make a commitment to yourself. And that's hard to say like, oh, I'm going to take this $50 and throw it out the window because I didn't show up for my audience. But sometimes you have to be drastic like that. But you can also just hire someone like me. Jazzcast Pros will be on you. You can ask Sean. You can ask anybody in the network. <laughs> But I would love to hear your response on that. Like, is it a little much? Like, do I push too hard? No, you push exactly what I need to be because like I made a commitment to you and all you're doing is saying, hey, this is the commitment that you said was important to you. Is it still important? Like, that's really all it is. It's just like, I'm reflecting back on you what you said you wanted to do. And either like, we're going to, move forward with that or change the the goal. It's just a reflection on, you know, showing up to what you said is important. Absolutely. Okay, good. Thanks. Good to hear. <laughs> awesome. Where can people find you? Yeah, so go to jazzcastpros.com. You'll find links to the YouTube page where we have really fun YouTube shorts from the podcast. I'm also on TikTok at um, Jazzy T on Air, Instagram at Jazzy T on Air. And you can find me uh, Wednesday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. on 103.9 WDKX FM here in Rochester, New York. Awesome. Well, this was such a really great conversation, Jazzy. So we are running close on time. I always like to wrap up my guests with the lightning round question. So are you ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. So what is a must read book for you? I have to go with The Law of Attraction 
by Esther and Jerry Hicks. 2006, that's what set me on the path of manifesting, you know, life as we want it to be. And that really just put in perspective everything. I mean, it really is the secret to success, in my opinion. Once you understand the law of attraction, then you can study up on other books as far as techniques and things like that. But you have to understand the law of attraction first. Yeah, definitely. That was that was a game changer for me as well. So I'm glad that you mentioned that one. Cool. What does creativity mean to you? Creativity is the process of allowing God to work through and as you to create things from your own unique perspective. And so whether that is through words, through art, through problem solving, it's really just tapping into the all-knowing power and information that is God and um, allowing that process to work through your through your hands and through your mouth. Yeah. And I love that kind of turning back to earlier in our conversation around you kind of create a mirror for other people to be genuinely authentic to what is them and what they want to speak about. And so it's a, a really nice relationship between those those two ideas. Very cool. So what would you want to say to younger Jazzy? Play bigger, go harder and move faster. Yeah, because I think that I wasted a lot of time building other people's dreams before I actually focused in on my own. I like that. I heard something earlier this week that a lot of times in the moment we're afraid of failure or rejection. But when you really step back and look at it, our biggest fear is regret and not taking action that we should have. So in the moment, if you're afraid, you know, I love that idea of playing big and just do it. Just try it. Yeah, definitely. What is something that's on your bucket list? Tour de Italia. Ooh. <laughs> I okay. Spend at least two weeks in Italy, if not a whole summer. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um and you're so like mobile that you could do all of this from I mean, right now you're doing it in your closet, so you could do it from your <laughs> Italian villa too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and then again, this is, goes back to, you know, the advice for younger self. Um, I feel like right now I'm in a space where, but I'm mom and I'm wife, you know, and, you know, kids and husband need things that are stable and, you know, all of this roots and all that. Like roots is not my type of thing. Like I'm like, pull up the roots and let's go, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's a struggle. It's a balance. And I'm just like waiting on these kids to get through school so we can, you know, pull these roots up and keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Cool. We're manifesting it with you. Thank you. And last question is what is the coolest shit you've done in the last year or are working on? I went to Brooklyn and I got to see Missy, Mr. Mita Elliott, get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, along with Shaka Khan, Sheryl Crow, and George Michael. But I really went for Missy. And again, this is one of the things I probably could have been doing at least since 2017 when Tupac got inducted, but I didn't go for it. I was waiting on some media corporation to say, Here's your credentials. Here's everything you need to do. And this time around, I didn't wait for anybody. I got my own credentials. I got my own equipment. I flew myself down there and I figured it out. All this, you know, Disney, ESPN, all this connection, all this big broadcasting stuff. I figured it out. 
And that was definitely the coolest shit that I've done. Oh my God, I don't even know. Maybe forever. <laughs> yeah, you're still like on cloud, cloud nine about I it. Know. But I love that like, like you said, like you were waiting for other people to say you are worthy of this. And the biggest transformation we can make is say, I'm worthy of whatever I want. Yes. And doing it. Playing big. And the funny thing is, I know for a fact now coming next year, I'm going to see a bunch of other radio people from this area, probably from Detroit. Anybody who's watching this, I'm going to see them down there because they seen that I did it first. And that's been a trend, you know, for a long time um, where I do. I finally go out and I do something like, oh, I didn't know that we could do that. And sometimes it takes that one person to to go ahead and do it. But sometimes that person has to be you. Mm. Mm-hmm. You can give yourself permission. Awesome. Well, this was such a, a great conversation. I'm so glad I got you on this side of the microphone, this <laughs> side of the interview. Um, where can people find you? So find me on Instagram at Jazzy T on air, but please just go to your Apple podcast and search Jazzcast Pros. That will take you to our channel on Apple podcast and you can see not only High Vibe Table Talks, but you can see Healthy Illness and Father Torch and Getting Real with Bossy and all of the other podcasts on the network. But um, in totality, jazzcastpros.com has links to all of that stuff. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for pushing me to start High Vibe Table Talks and everything and pushing me along along the way. I'm so grateful for for you and for this whole, you know, being in your universe. So thank you so much. And I'm so happy that you chose to go on this ride with me because, I mean, it's been very fun and it's been very inspiring to see how dedicated you are to this and to your community as well. Thank you so much. Are you ready to put your dreams on the front burner? Come take a seat at the High Vibe Masterminds. A Harvard study shows that you are 95% more likely to achieve your goals when surrounded by others going after their goals. In one hour a week, you'll see real transformation through support, accountability, and inspiration. Learn more at highvibecowork.com. And remember, big dreams and small steps can transform your life. How wonderful was that conversation? I'm so glad that I was able to share that with you, the listener. Um, Jazz is just amazing. Definitely go check her out in the show notes. Um, if you have ever thought about starting a podcast, I would definitely connect with her. I wouldn't be here where I am on this podcast in my business if it weren't for people like Jazzy and definitely not this podcast. She pushed me to really go after it, but I am so happy that I found someone who has their zone of genius and allows me to operate in mine. And I wanted that message to really be heard for you because you don't have to do it all alone. And when you are able to outsource and delegate synergy happens and it's so beautiful. So definitely check out, check out Jazzy. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely subscribe, um, send me a message on Instagram and yeah, we'll talk next time because remember big dreams and small steps will transform your life.